everyone. Welcome to the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast. I am joined by Jack tonight at JackT underscore 95 on Twitter. Um, without Liam and without Callum, who are both on uh, various Christmas-related activities. Liam has a work event and uh, Callum is over in the UK, but sadly unavailable. He's out for a meal with, with extended family. So hopefully, hopefully they're having a good time in the freezing, freezing cold that's happening over here. Uh, minus four for most of the day today, it seemed to be. I've been out all day in it, but uh, nice and uh, wrapped up nice and warm back at home now. Uh, Jack, you said it's freezing over there as well. Yeah, absolutely freezing over here in Ireland. I think it's only supposed to be getting worse the weekend as well. But um, I suppose the freezing cold weather kind of lets you know it's kind of football season or the NFL is getting to the good stage now. So can't complain, really. Yeah, we've um, we were talking before one of the potential best bets for one of us is potentially snow again. Obviously, uh, it won't surprise you to hear that's in Buffalo um around zero and uh snow in that one potentially and yeah I've, i think over here is going to be cold as well i've made a mistake this weekend i booked um an event in london for seven forty-five this saturday um obviously not really planning ahead and not really knowing that england potentially were going to play that one so i will be keeping an eye on the england game on saturday on my phone and missing that one while we're watching nightmare before christmas live so it's going to be fun, be a nice one. Hopefully not too cold down in London, but uh, yeah, we'll see with that one. And then we'll be back for Sunday for Red Zone, the uh, the most important time of the weekend. Um, so with just the two of us, we should fly through this tonight. We have 13 games this week. There are six teams on by. Luckily, not really any good teams. Uh, the Falcons, the Bears, the Packers, the Colts, the Saints and the Commanders are all on by this week. So no one who's really going to be challenging come the end of the season. Um but it is potentially difficult for your fantasy teams. I know I've had a bit of a bipocalypse this week. Um, but anyway, without further ado, we will get on with Jack's best bet. Um, yeah, I've gone with the Vikings and Lions over 52.5 points. Um, I think the two best uh, sides of football are offense on both teams. Um, the I watched some of the Vikings against the Jets last week, and I know the Jets only scored 22 points, but... They could have honestly got 35 like in the red zone they just kept making stupid mistakes uh the vikings i said they're probably the worst 10 and 2 team i've ever came across i don't know how they keep doing it i know last year they there's a few like one score possessions they lost i think it was complete opposite of what this year is they seem to just be grinding out results i'm not really sure how um their offense is very good their defense is poor um as for the lions i think they're probably one of the biggest surprises of the year this year um, I thought they were terrible. I kept backing against them, kept losing my money, and I think I've gone fully the other way now. Um, if they win a couple of more games, there's people that think they have a good chance of actually making the playoffs if they keep winning, which I suppose it's a little bit of a long shot, but the NFC is so poor, you wouldn't know. Um, I yeah, expect both teams to nearly hit 30 points in this game. I've seen the line at 52.5. It is high, but um, as opposed to picking a side, I'd be much rather just do the overs because I could just see a really high-scoring game and maybe get on the likes of... Justin Jefferson to get a touchdown and 100 yards, that type of stuff. But um, yeah, my main one would be overs in this game. Yeah, you won't find many, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say in the studio, obviously with Callum involved with this, the Vikings are always at the top of his forward watch rankings on Twitter. He has been on this on this bus for the whole season about the Vikings. And yeah, it's tough to tough to argue it. I, it's a remarkable that they're 10 and 2, but yeah, they are. They've had seasons where they've had many many one score losses in this season they seem to be winning all those one score games but last week against the Jets I was I was going crazy I had Zonovan Knight over 39 and a half rushing yards and every time they got in the red zone they were throwing it I do not understand how you've got a guy whose nickname is Bam 
and you're not running him inside the 10-yard line. It, it was ridiculous. Mike White threw, I think, 57 attempts, uh, which isn't probably isn't the way you're going to win a game. And obviously, that proved true last week, although it was a Vikings turnover and Braxton Berrios dropping a fairly easy catch in the end zone that would have won the game for them. Um, the Lions, I jokingly um, said in a group that they, they're going to win the Super Bowl next year, but it's it's half-jokingly because they've got a, a lot of high draft picks, they've got a ton of money, and they have a very young, a very good young roster. So there's no reason why they won't be pushing people close. I, I actually had them, I'd mentioned them a few times in preseason at 10-1 to to win the NFC North because I thought the Packers had stepped back. I just didn't think the Vikings would obviously be as good as they can. Um, I believe the Vikings will win the division with a win here, so that'll be obviously a bit of a bit of um, a bit of a, a bribe for them to play well in this one. Uh, the lines flipped this week. It was the Vikings minus two last week. It's Vikings plus two now. Um, so obviously the league and the betters aren't being fooled by this Vikings team, and the hype on the lines is very real. So we will see what happens with it in uh, in terms of the game itself. But yeah, it's. I've taken unders on the Lions already this season and got punished, so I would only say the over on this one. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you for once. It's normally normally me and you on opposite sides of things, so I think uh, can't argue with that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's never probably not a good sign, but um, I won my best bet last week, so I, I'm all right. It was uh, the Bills on the Thursday night. Um, luckily, um, Liam lost his, and that was the the um, Chiefs against the Bengals. Um, so we will go on to what I believe was Liam's. He went, Liam has gone with, uh, oh no, not that one. Liam has gone with the Buccaneers plus three and a half at the 49ers. His reasoning being that it's Tom Brady and Chris Godwin against Brock Purdy and, uh, a beaten up run game and the players of 49ers have got, um, I don't think I agree with this one. I'm pretty sure you don't agree with this one either. So yeah, I, this is, this is a stay away for me as a game. I would be, if anything, leaning to the 49ers. I don't think the Buccaneers are very good. I think they should be very high up the Ford Watch rankings as well. Um, I would be tempted to go over the 37.5 just because it's a very low total and there is potential on both teams. Um, but yeah, if anything, I'd be leaning to the 49ers. But Liam has got the best record of us all this season in his best bets and he's gone for Buccaneers plus 3.5. Yeah, um, I completely disagree. I was actually going to be, my best bet was probably going to be the 49ers minus three and a half. And then I just kind of switched it last minute. Um, the 49ers are, I think they're top five team in the NFL. I was them back to win the NFC. I them back to win the Super Bowl about maybe five or six weeks ago. Um, their odds kind of went out a little bit, but not even that much like for somebody, for a team that's lost their QB1, like, or well, I suppose QB2. But I don't think there's that much of a good downgrade between uh, Purdy and Garoppolo. Um, he was very capable against the Dolphins. I know the defense isn't that good, but he made no stupid mistakes. It seems like Shanahan just kind of knows what to do with limited quarterbacks. Um, I think the Buccaneers are probably bottom 10 team in the NFL. It's just the fact that all the three teams in the division are also bottom 10 teams. Um, if there was any decent team in the division, they'd be leading it and the Buccaneers wouldn't even make the playoffs. Um, they'd probably win the division, uh, the Buccaneers, but I'd say it could be a one and done sort of thing, especially if they get the fourth seed and maybe the Cowboys get the fifth. Um, yeah, I I really, really don't rate the Buccaneers at all. I watched the highlights of the game against the Saints and 
I'm not really sure how they won the game. I know it was a great comeback, but like it was just pure stupidity on the Saints side of the ball. Um, Mark Ingram running out of, out of bounds, stopping the clock. It was just absolutely bizarre. It's like they were tanking on purpose, even though I don't even think they have a first-round draft pick this year. Um, yeah, as for the total, I probably lean towards the over a bit, but no, I could be disagree. I 49ers minus three and a half. I think they'll win by double digits. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, Brock Purdy last week, 25 from 37. Only 210 yards, but two touchdowns in that. So he's shown, as you said, Shanahan can work around a maybe subpar quarterback and uh, being Mr. Irrelevant, obviously a nice little nudge there. The fact that they didn't even go in for Baker Mayfield kind of suggests where they are with this. They brought in Josh Johnson, Josh Johnson who is who has shown Sparks as a, a backup. So they have a little bit of cover there. But yeah, I, I think Purdy will be fine and the run game will be all right. It, it just needs McCaffrey to show that he's healthy and that that's a worry for me but um yeah i'm i'm on the 49ers at 14s from about a month ago because i was very high on them once they traded for cmc so it's a bit of a shame that jimmy's gone down but we are we are there um right next up was callum's best bet which was titans minus four um i've got to say i disagree with this one as well i don't think the titans are very good frankly um derrick henry's Seems to have hit a bit of a wall. He's only averaging two yards or something per carry over the last few weeks. Uh, the passing game, Traylon Burks got knocked out while making a catch last week. I would assume he's out in concussion protocol this week, but I've not seen an update on that. Um, the the one thing, obviously, against them is the Jaguars are very hit and miss. They can do, they can play very well, or they can play terribly like they did last week against the Lions. But I think it was more a case of the Lions overwhelming them on offense and the Titans aren't going to be able to do that. So if it was me, I'd be going Jaguars plus four, but Callum's gone for Titans minus four. Yeah, this one is a strict stay away from me. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence, I know he looked like a nasty enough knee injury and then he went back into the game. Um, I think he's limited during the week. Uh, like I suppose this is kind of the type of game the, tight, or the Jaguars look, if they win this game, I suppose it's an outside chance for in the division, but still very outside chance like uh, the fact that it's against the titans and them winning will give them i think that the titans again week 18 so like it still is a slight chance they can win the division but uh, i've heard on twitter some people saying that they purposely weren't going to start uh, lawrence because they know the season is basically over like and uh they started i think cj bethard is the qb2 there so i'd wait until the info comes out about lawrence lawrence playing i would lean towards the jags plus four if he's not I probably just stay away because the Titans are notoriously bad as favourites. Um, I backed them last weekend minus or plus five and a half against the Titans or against the Eagles. And uh, once Burks got injured, they looked just like a completely beaten team. And he's probably not going to play this weekend. So yeah, basically just stay away unless Lawrence is playing. I'd uh, I'd be hitting the Jags plus four. Yeah, I hadn't um, hadn't considered the Lawrence injury. I guess that's probably why it's plus four. I think it'd probably be plus two. Otherwise, it's it's probably a bit of an in between line. Um, the 49ers would be probably quite happy to have CJ Beathard back now. Uh, he's he showed that he can be an adequate backup, but yeah, not not enough to beat the Titans if Lawrence doesn't go. So fingers crossed for me, he will. Um, my best bet though this week is now going to be Jets plus ten. It's been eight to nine all week, and now it's ticked up to ten. Um, as we said, there could possibly be weather involved in this one. There could be snow in in Buffalo, but the Jets beat the Bills. First time round, um, they've got a very good defense, and I think they'll be able to keep it within 10 points, frankly. Um, the Bills 
could well blow them away. I think they looked very good against the Patriots the other week, but the Pats looked terrible. Mike White for the Jets obviously has looked quite good. I thought Zonovan Knight has looked good. It just didn't seem to get the, the usage I was expecting from him last week. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think the the Jets will be able to keep it close. That's, that's about it for me on this one. It's um, more of a hunch than anything. I did have a different best bet that I've gone away from due to injury news. As far as I'm aware, there's no massive injuries on either of these teams. So, yeah, Jets plus 10. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I probably, I think the handicap's probably right. Um, I know the snow would probably make me lean towards the under in that game, but I don't know how bad it is. Like the way the Bills are, unless it's actually snowing or there's bad wind while they're playing, it's not really going to affect them that much. Um, but getting 10 points to that Jets defense, like it probably is top five, top six, seven on your defense in the NFL. It's probably not a bad show. It's just the Bills are that type of team that like they don't stop once they're, once they're beating you. They just keep going and keep going. And they also got, I think they played Thursday night again, or last week, didn't they, against the Patriots. Mm. So that extra bit of rest as well would obviously stand to them. Um, yeah, I probably would lean towards the unders, but as for the handicap, I wouldn't back either team. I think the handicap's probably about right. Yeah, if um, if there is snow and therefore a lower scoring game, then getting 10 points is obviously the side you want to go on there as well. A bit of a correlated parlay kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that should be a fairly important game in the AFC East. I, I need the Bills to win. I need the Bills to win that division. So um, it would be very useful for me if they can win by, well, two. That would be great. Um, so the Thursday night game this week is not exactly one that many will be staying up for. I may, because I'm on strike tomorrow, so won't be going into work. There's um, apparently 15,000 postal workers going down to London to protest, so that will be nice to see. Uh, hopefully be on Facebook and on Twitter, because the news probably won't go for it. Um, but yes, Thursday night football is the Raiders minus 6.5 at the Rams, with a total of 42. I guess the headline on this game is the Rams quarterback, uh, John Wolford. Looks like he would go, but if he doesn't, then Baker Mayfield may be coming straight in and starting for the Rams, which will be interesting. He doesn't strike me as the kind of person who will be learning the playbook on the way over. I don't think he's going to be doing a whole lot, and their run game obviously has been pretty terrible, so they won't be able to lean on that, whereas the Raiders have hit a bit of form recently. Their season is probably over, but they're, they've, they're in with a chance still. They've been winning well, and Josh Jacobs have been on fire recently, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr having another very good game. Uh, I think Derek Waller was very close to being able to go. I'm not sure whether he is or not, but um, that would be obviously a boost for them. Um, if anything, I'd be leaning to Raiders minus six and a half on this one, and probably over on the total. It's a quite a low total for the Raiders, who've been scoring quite well recently. Yeah, my lean here would be Raiders minus six and a half, and I think the Raiders will score points. The Rams' offense, though, I know the Raiders' defense isn't great, but the Rams' offense is, is very poor. Like, and I, as I said, when Baker comes in. I don't even know how long he's signed. Was it three or four days ago? I doubt he even knows much of the playbook. I'd say they'll just be more hands on off than nothing else. And that obviously means the clock keeps running, etc. Um yeah, the Raiders, since Derek Carey got a motion at the podium, they're three and oh. They've been very impressive. Like they're probably just as good a team as they were last year. They just they lost a lot of games this year by one score, and last year they won them games. Um I actually rate Derek Carey as a good quarterback. I think there's a lot of a lot of trouble, I will say, um, in the Raiders' camp the last like year and a half. Not the players' fault necessarily, just maybe one or two individuals, whatever. And he seems to be the type that just keeps it all together. Um, the Raiders, I believe, they still think they have a chance to get into the playoffs, which I suppose they do if they probably win out. Um, so I'd lean towards them covering this, to be honest. I think they should win 
convinced me enough. Uh, the Ram season is it's all but over. Like you have no Aaron Donald, no no Cooper Cup. Matt Stafford is there's rumors that he's not even going to play next year at all. There's retirement rumors, which is weird enough to be honest because he's not that old, but he has had injury history. Um, one player I actually like in this is Amir Abdullah. Anytime I think he's three to one with some bookies. Um, I can see the Raiders run away with this and then him getting a lot more touches. I think he got touched down the week before last as well. Um, so I do like that and I don't mind the Raiders minus six and a half either. I oh, don't think I can take Abdullah at three to one. He was um, 12s about a month ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> 18 to five, the best um, that I can see on there on odds checker there. Um, yeah, he's... Uh, he gets involved. Brandon Bolden, thirteen to one, is probably the one I'd lean at there, just for the bigger odds, and he he does get the odd touch as well. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, they've, as you say, they've hit a bit a bit of form. Derek Carr's the new Andy Dalton for me. He's kind of middle of the league. I don't think he's going to take a team to a Super Bowl, but he'll be able to get you to the playoffs, and that's I think that's his limit, frankly, which is. Bit of a shame because he has done pretty well. And yeah, Matthew Stafford, obviously, like you said, injuries have played a part. He's got his ring now. So if the Rams are in full rebuild, which they may well be in the next few years after getting rid of everything for that Super Bowl ring, then they, he might not want to stay around for them. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, Ravens plus two and a half at the Steelers. 36 and a half is the total there. Obviously, Lamar Jackson is missing this game. I say, obviously, I think he's missing this game. There's been day-to-day and week-to-week. Um, so, yeah, Tyler Huntley's probably going to start. He did well in relief for them last week against um, against the Broncos. Obviously, it's a very good defense he went up against. They didn't score many points, but they won the game thanks to his rushing touchdown at the end of the game. Um, he's going up another against another good defense here with the Steelers. Obviously, you don't need anyone to tell you Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record and he's still somehow with him in with a chance of retaining that. The Steelers are hit a bit of form as well. Um, Kenny Pickett looks like he's settling into the league. TJ Watt on the defense obviously helps them a lot. Um, George Pickens somehow had hardly anything last week, which was pretty remarkable. But Deontay Johnson was involved a lot more than he had been and Firemuth looked really good. So... I have no idea, to be honest. They, these two always keep it close. It was Ravens plus three. I probably would have taken that. Uh, now it's two and a half. It's a little bit more of a risk because I do think it'll be a three-point game either way. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to stay away from this one now. Yeah, I'd say this is probably the first time you've sported the Steelers in a game in years, is it? With the, if the Ravens lose, the Bengals have a good chance of winning the division. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think the bookies kind of have this one spot on. Like, when I seen these two against each other, I automatically thought unders. Then I seen 36 and a half, and I was like, I, I, you can't touch that. Like, even though I'd imagine the two defenses will be on top most of the game. Um, it's like the type of game that the Steelers win by maybe a field goal or something. Um, Pickett looks like a confident quarterback. He seems to be getting better week after week, in fairness to him. Uh, first few times I've seen him play against the Dolphins. I think they played the Dolphins on a Thursday night or a Monday night. I still have to watch it, and I thought he was he thought he was useless. But in fairness, he's getting better. Um, has to be said, like, if the Steelers don't make playoffs this year, and he looks like their future, then it's going to be a successful season for them um, after Rottlesberger going. Uh, I probably will end up just completely staying away from this because, as I said, I, I think the Steelers three-point win and it could be something like a 17-14 or 20-17 sort of game, so i probably just completely stay away from it. Yeah, I think defences will be on top on that one. Uh, the other AFC North clash this week is Browns plus five and a half at the Bengals. It was plus six early in the week, so a little bit of money's come for the Browns. Uh, who beat them on Halloween? Um, 
Not surprisingly, because Joe Burrow can beat the Chiefs, but he can't beat the Browns, which is a little bit of a weird quirk to the league. I think he's 0-3 against the Browns in his time, which is frustrating. Um, but they seem to know how to play him. So, if anything, I'd have to leave to the Browns plus 5.5, despite the fact that the Bengals' offense looks like it's back to full health now. Obviously, Chase returned last week. Mixon is out of concussion protocol now. Logical coaching would put them... With a 50-50 split with P. Ryan and Mixon. Their P. Ryan's looked really good over the last few weeks. But as Zach Taylor correctly pointed out, last time Joe Mixon played a full game, he scored five touchdowns. So it's pretty difficult to stick with the hot hand there and not bring Mixon in. So we will see what happens with it. But yeah, Chase Chase and T. Higgins have just been on fire. T. has been um, fantastic recently. The offensive line looks really good. It comes up against Miles Garrett this week, which is... Uh, it's been its kryptonite recently, so we'll see what happens in this one. Deshaun Watson obviously looked terrible last week. He's going to look a little bit better this week, surely. Um, the Browns will not get three special teams touchdowns in this. But if anything, I'd have to just lean with the hoodoo and take the Browns plus five and a half. I won't, of course, because that's against my team. But um, that would be the way I'd be leaning on it. Uh, when I seen this at five and a half first, I was shocked, but then I didn't realize that Burrow was uh, zero and three against the Browns. So I was expecting it to be maybe seven and a half, eight and a half, especially after how good the Bengals have been of late. Like they're probably the most informed team in the AFC. Um, a lot of people are tipping them now to well, not only win the division, but nearly go the whole way. They don't seem to be afraid of the Chiefs at all. Um, I don't know, like Deshaun, just, I love seeing how bad he was, but look, they won the game. That's all that matters. As you said, I expect him to be a bit better in this game. Um, I think the Bengals will win the game. Five and a half is probably a bit too much for me to touch, um, especially after the Bengals coming in. When you win a game like that against the Chiefs, you're only going to be kind of let down the week after, I'd imagine. Um, I expect the Bengals to win. I probably wouldn't touch the over and unders because although I expect Sean to be better, uh, the Bengals' defense is excellent. And I know you have Miles Garrett coming in there against the Bengals' uh, offensive line, but that's been pretty solid the last couple of weeks even though they're not getting as much credit as that they probably should be in fairness um so yeah probably is a stay away for me but if i had to do something it probably would be the browns plus five and a half with barely any confidence yeah yeah i, I as i say i completely agree with that one it's um it's just a weird match uh texans plus 17 at the cowboys uh, with a total of 44 texans are terrible but i couldn't ever take minus 17 on a team even though there's a very good chance the cover the Cowboys do cover that. They, their offense have been fantastic since Dak returned, and their defense has been causing trouble up front and in the secondary. Mike Parsons is probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I think it'd be a bit of a travesty if he didn't. So yeah, stay away from me on this one. I think the Cowboys do win very comfortably, but then the total being 44, probably a little bit high, but it could be 44 nil. So. Yeah, firm, firm stay away from me than this one. And I know that um, Fezzik on the RJ Bell podcast now has the Cowboys as his top-rated team in the whole league. So that shows how how high he is on them. And it's it's difficult to really ignore that with Pollard and Zeke being a really good one-two punch. And as I say, everything else clicking well for them. So, yep, stay away from me this one. Yeah, stay away from me as well. Uh, the Texans, plus 17. I backed them last year. I think they are playing against the Bills and the handicap, I think, could have been 17, 18. And I think the Bills could have beaten them by about 40 points. So, uh, yeah, usually I'd always do that when it's a handicap like that. I think it's pretty much a no-brainer between two professional teams because look, the Cowboys could go 28-0 up and then pull all the starters and the Texans could get two silly touchdowns on everyone and it wouldn't cover. But 
uh, yeah, like the Texans are just, they're horrendous. Like I think they have a new quarterback starting again this week, I think, to change the quarterback. I think. I, I thought that was something like that. Styles, yeah. yeah, like not that it's going to make much of a difference, but yeah, the Cowboys look very good. I'd say the game would probably be over by halftime and I wouldn't even be confident if the Cowboys are winning 28 to nothing at halftime of covering 17 because, as I said, Texans are probably claw back maybe 10 or 14 points if it was that way in the back door but yeah I probably won't touch it the only thing I probably would go near would be maybe the under 44 but as I said like when there's like you know second string players play in the second half you don't know what's going to happen so I probably would just stay away from it yeah obviously that's what happened with the Dolphins 13-0 up at half time and then let them score a few in the second half and it, they didn't didn't manage to cover in the end, but it wasn't 17 points. So, yeah, they did get close, and yeah, it wouldn't be too much of a surprise to see that happen here. Um, next game up is Eagles minus seven at the Giants. Uh, the total of 45 there. Have to lean to the Eagles on this one. I think the Giants had all their luck in the first half of the season, and now it's all coming back to the other side for them. They did tie with the Washington Commanders last week, which was. They probably should have won that game, to be honest. Obviously, missed a kick right at the, in, at the end of overtime, but they should have won it and closed out in normal time. But Tyler, Taylor Heineke somehow finds ways of winning games. Uh, the Eagles, though, stuffed the Titans last week. It was an AJ Brown revenge game, and he stepped up. He was 8-1 to one to score two, which he managed. Um, and yeah, I, I just think the Eagles have got far too much on both sides of the ball here. So I probably wouldn't bet it a minus seven, but that is definitely the side I would be leaning there. And probably ooh, nothing on the total. If anything, I'd be leaning under. Um, yeah, the Eagles have been very, very impressive. They started off the season, I think, six or seven and all, and um, or something like that. Anyway, and I know obviously that's impressive, but I was never really fully, you know, in on them. But they looked very, very good against the Titans. Like they looked immense. Um, the Giants, as you said, like they seem to have all their luck earlier on in the season. Um, seems to be only going one way now. That tie game last Sunday probably suits the Commanders more than it suits the Giants. I think they still have to play the Commanders in Washington at the end of the year, I think. Um, I said more of a must win for the Giants more than anything else, but um, I think if I was to do anything this, it would probably be Eagles first half handicap. I'd say it's probably maybe three or two and a half. I could see them kind of going off and you know bulldozing the Giants in the first half and then Giants kind of coming back in the second half. Like I think the handicap was six and a half, which is obviously a lot better than seven. You're getting the you're getting the half point there, the hook. But um, yeah, my only lean in this would probably be Eagles money line at halftime or whatever the handicap is. We just say it's maybe probably three or three and a half. I'd probably just lean, lean that type of way for, yeah, I'd probably do that. So Yeah, yeah, minus four for half time. Um, but that's how the Eagles have been doing most of this season is blowing teams away in the first half. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be too surprised to see them do that again. Obviously, Jalen Hurts has got an outside chance of the MVP. Um, after the Chiefs lost last week, it kind of brought everyone back into it. Um, heard some talk of Burrow. I think he's 10-1 to 1 now. And he has the books and the bills on the schedule. So if the Bengals win those games, then who knows? It's obviously a very narrative-driven award. And what have you done for me lately comes into play a lot with the MVP award. So if you finish the season well, then you, you're in line for it. But the Eagles could go 15-2. and two. They've got the Cowboys left. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys win. But the Eagles would should still win the division if that happens so if they go 15 and 2 then it'd be tough not to give it to Jalen Hurts to be honest so we will see what happens with them but yeah um I think they should easily beat the Giants in this one uh the Chiefs minus nine and a half at the best defense in the league the Broncos uh the total in this one was 42 early in the week which 
is ridiculous for a Chiefs game. It's now 44, so the money has been coming in on the over because it's Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, Broncos are probably without Cortland Sutton. He's been their leading receiver this year. So, luckily, they've got Jerry Judy back. Um, but, yeah. I If anything... I mean, I've got nothing on this one. I, if anything, I'd lead to, lean to Chiefs minus 9.5 because all they need to do is score 20 points and they'll probably cover that 9.5. Whether they do is a different question because the Broncos is a very good defence. Um, and the unders, I think they're nine in a row to the unders now, the Broncos, which is just absurd. They scored nine points this week, um, lowest scoring team of the week. And again, as Steve Fezzik says, uh, they managed to cover the spread by eight points, which is ridiculous when you only score nine. <laughs> it's, it's somehow seemingly impossible, but the, this Broncos team is 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 remarkable in all the wrong ways. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they do manage to scrape something on this one, but... Yeah, if anything, I'd be leaning Chiefs minus nine and a half. Uh, yeah, if the Broncos are playing at the back door, I wouldn't even bother watching them. They're just horrendous to watch. Uh, there seems to be like a real divide between the offense and defense. Um, I don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson. He's just, there's no words from. Um, I think last weekend, if I think if the Ravens were playing any other team, barred the Broncos, they probably would have lost the game. But the Broncos just, they just seem dead in the water. Um, I'd say Hackett's probably going to be gone. If not during this, if not like in the last couple of weeks, I'd say he's definitely gone in the, the off season. It just it hasn't worked out, and it's easier to blame him than it is uh, Russell Wilson. So I presume he's going to be gone. Um, like I expect the Chiefs to come out, especially after losing to the, the Bengals, to come out fire and like. But as I said, the Broncos' defense is pretty good. I think if they got sixteen points, they scored six. I seen some stat that asked if they scored sixteen points on average. Is it eighteen? They'd be yeah. I think they only lost one game. I'd say or something like that. Anyway, something ridiculous. Yeah. Like their, their defense is very good. So. I probably wouldn't touch the Chiefs minus 9.5, but they still should win easily, if that makes any sense. Um, as for the total, yeah, like when the Chiefs games at 44, you're always be lenient to take the, the over, but Broncos offense is so, so bad. I'd, I'd probably just stay away from this game completely. They're just they're just horrendous. Yeah, I think um, I think they'd have nine wins if they'd scored 18 points in every game, which is which is just shows how inept their offense has been this year. And as you said, they're not going to get rid of the guy they gave a quarter of a billion dollars to. They're going to get rid of the coach because they need someone to blame. And it probably is going to be Hackett, um, which sucks for him, but he's been terrible. Uh, my second best bet was going to be Seahawks minus three and a half, hosting the Panthers. Uh, the total here is 44. Um, but then I was reminded that the running backs situation for the Seahawks is not great. Panthers are coming off a bye week as well, so it gives them a little bit of extra rest. And in fairness, they looked all right with Sam Darnold, the quarterback. So it, it, there was a lot of variables there, and it kind of put me off it. Um, Kenneth Walker is out for this one. DJ Dallas was banged up. Travis Homer didn't start last week either. Uh, they were down to someone Jones. I can't even remember who it was. I was going to say Tony Jones, but I think he's the Saints. So, yeah, they, they're down to third, fourth choice running back, and that's not great. Gino has been able to move the ball well. Obviously, DK Metcalf had fun last week against Jalen Ramsey. He was waving him across the formation, begging him to come and cover him, um, and he scored the winning touchdown in the end, which was no real surprise uh, to anyone watching it. Obviously, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Gino have been a very good trio for them. The, the Panthers, Donta Foreman is still banged up. They'll be looking to have him back as the main running back. I'm not, I've am not i not seen anything about Chuba Hubbard, uh, to be honest, but he 
they'll be looking to get him back if they can. Um, but yeah, the, I thought the Panthers looked okay with Arnold. Uh, DJ Moore obviously scored a touchdown. They seemed to move the ball a lot better and they won fairly easily when he started a couple of weeks back. So we will see you on this one. But yeah, it's, it's turned from Seahawks bet to me uh, to a stay away. Uh, yeah, if this game was just say three or four weeks ago, I said the handicap was would be a lot higher. Um, Seahawks seem to kind of actually they were going for the division there a couple of weeks ago, and I suppose the 49ers then went on a bit of a streak. So well, they're still on the streak, but it seems like the Seahawks kind of ran out of gas a bit. I know they bet the Rams last weekend, but the Rams are probably one of the worst teams in the NFL currently. Like they're mm-hmm. playing for nothing. Um, yeah, as I said, Sam Darren looked a lot better. Um, well, he looked like a lot better quarterback than they've had previously this season. Um, I've, for some reason, I think it's going to be an upset. It seems like the handicap is kind of stupidly 3.5. Like I'd expect it to be maybe 5.5, 6.5. It seems like it's like some Vegas no, you know, that kind of that kind of bet. Um, I think this is there's definitely an upset here. It's like the type of game the Panthers could win by a point and a half and, or a point or two and end up ruining the Seahawks season. Um, yeah, if I was leaning on anything, I'd probably go see or Panthers plus three and a half. But that being said, the Seahawks could blow them out. But yeah, my lean would be Panthers plus three and a half. Um, I was right. It was Tony Jones Jr. They've um, signed him from the Saints. He he finished as the running back last week. He had seven carries for fourteen yards. So not exactly, <laughs> uh, not exactly a convincing audition for the main role. But it could be him this week just by attrition. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, Sunday night football is Dolphins minus three and a half at the Chargers. Total of fifty-one and a half here. Well. We're going to be looking for points, I think. It should be high scoring. I think uh, Justin Herbert should finally turn up in a game. Um, the Dolphins' pass rush isn't exactly elite. I know it's obviously got better Bradley Chubb. Um, but if they can protect Justin Herbert, then I believe they've got Mike Williams back finally from injury. So Herbert, Williams, Eckler should all be able to put up points. And then the Dolphins, got to hope that two are bounces back from a pretty poor performance against a very good defense last week. Um, I'll leave you to giving me some updates on the offensive line issues for the Dolphins, but we know who the Dolphins are. They are a very explosive offense who can put 40 points up on anyone if things are right. Um, and the Chargers, yeah, yeah, the Chargers are the Chargers. They're kind of hit and miss as well. So for me, I would be leaning to the Chargers getting the points at home, even though their home field isn't exactly great, and I'd be going over on the total. Uh, the Dolphins, I don't think Armstead, well, they said he's doubtful, which basically means he's probably not going to play. And Austin Jackson, the right tackle, probably not going to play either, which is obviously massive. I know it probably, look, it obviously affected the Dolphins last week. Two of us, he was poor. I know there's a quarter left. I think the Dolphins were down by six or seven. And then two or three ball to Kasicki. It looked like he caught it. They gave it as a catch, but then the replay showed it clearly wasn't. But if he caught that, like the Dolphins could have nearly scraped out a win in a game that I know look, they ended up losing by... I think it was like by like 18 or whatever, but it was like a defensive touchdown in the last like two minutes of the game. It kind of met the 49ers up like it was more one-sided than it was, but they were the better team. Um, like, I don't know, I just have such a bad feeling, I suppose, as a pessimistic Dolphins fan that they're going to somehow balk and lose the last couple of games. They've hired schedule coming up that the Bills way after this. Um, as I was saying to you earlier on, I'd nearly rather the Bills just beat the Jets so the Dolphins can get in get in there in the sixth seed or the seventh seed as opposed to going for the, going for the division. Um, like the Chargers, I expect Justin Herbert to carve up this Dolphins defense. Like, like the two cornerbacks, Xavier Howard, in fairness, has been probably one of the Dolphins' best defenders of the last maybe 10, 15 years. But this season, he's been poor enough. Um, 
he usually gets in a couple of a couple of interceptions and the series barely had any and his coverage skills are they're okay but the interceptions would always kind of cover from um if i was to lean on nothing in this it'll probably be the overs it's a good sunday night game in fairness like the chargers the two teams well look i know the dolphins don't have to win but the schedule coming up i think it nearly is a must win for them against the chargers team that i think they're six and six they've been they flourished to see really this year. Um, yeah, 51 and a half over in that game. And uh, any Tyree kill props you see, I, there's no line from up yet, but he's just, he's probably one of the, well, look, he's arguably the best weapon in the NFL. He's incredible. Even last year, last weekend against the 49ers, I think he had like 145 yards and touchdown. Like he's, he's absolutely incredible. I'd probably, look, I'm expecting points. So I'd probably be getting on the likes of Tyree kill overs, maybe score a touchdown, that type of thing. But uh, as for towards the game, I think the Dolphins a win by, Maybe a field goal, like I'll just I take that and run, but no confidence whatsoever, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, the fingers crossed for some points in that one. Yeah, it's a nice way to finish out the weekend. Shame for us in the UK that it's uh, hidden away at one in the morning, but it should be um, a cracking game and some decent fantasy points in that one as well. And then closing out the weekend is Patriots minus one and a half at the Cardinals, a uh, total of 43.5 on Monday Night Football. Uh, obviously, big coaching mismatch here, but I think the players on the pitch, I don't see how the Cardinals are underdogs on this one. This was another one that was a little bit of a surprising line for me. I think the Patriots offense is terrible, frankly. Uh, it's not, not very good. Ramondre uh, Stevenson is the one bright spark they've got there. Uh, Mac Jones seems to have regressed this year. Passing attack isn't great. Uh, their defense has obviously been pretty darn good and could cause Kyler Murray trouble, but Belichick doesn't do well against mobile quarterbacks. So for me, it's Cardinals plus one and a half with uh, with them getting back to a little bit more like full strength. Um, obviously, Hopkins, uh, Marquise Brown. Uh, I don't know about Rondale Moore. Uh, he has been out for the last few weeks. They'll be hoping to have him back, I'd imagine. And and then the run game isn't great. But yeah, I, I, I can't say anything other than Cardinals plus one and a half, to be honest. And... Total, I'd probably lean over. It's quite a low total. Um, so yeah, I'd be I'd be heading that way. Uh, one more note on the Dolphins, sorry, in the last game. Uh, they've stayed over on the West Coast, so travel won't be an issue for them. So that's obviously a, a bonus for them. Um, but yeah, back to this one. Cardinals plus one and a half would be my pick on this. Um, yeah, it's hard to disagree with you there. I think the Cardinals are probably the better team. It's just the fact that their season is over in the Patriots. It's a must-win for them. Um, that's probably the only reason I can see the Patriots being favourites. Uh, and I suppose an extra rest as well after playing on Thursday night. But the Bills just looked... I know the Bills can obviously make a fool out of any team in the NFL, but they look like two... Like they look like they're on a completely different levels. Um, the Cardinals... I don't know what's going on there. The whole Kyler Murray thing is just weird. Um, actually, were the Cardinals... They could have been on a bye last week, were they? don't remember. I think they could have been. So they actually think yeah, they think so. were. So there's the rest the rest is pretty much worthless then for the Patriots. Yeah, the only reason I can see them being favourites here is literally just because it's a must win for the Patriots and the Cardinals season's over. Um I'd be leaning on the Cardinals plus one and a half here as well. And as for the over under, probably stay away from it. But yeah, that's it's probably the Cardinals plus one and a half is probably in probably my top five bets this week. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Be, um, I have a little bit of a soft spot for the Cardinals. They they have been deeply disappointing this year, but they they are generally quite interesting. Obviously, this year the entertainment factor hasn't really been there, but fingers crossed they'll be able to get that back. Uh, that closes out the games. Uh, have you had a chance to have a look at any props? I'll admit I've not had a look at anything this week. 
uh, the only one I looked at was the Dolphins game to see what Tyreeks was and wasn't up on Paddy, wasn't up on Skybet. It seemed to be kind of slacking this year a bit. I know last year they usually had lines up by whatever, like maybe Wednesday night, Thursday. But uh, I suppose the Dolphins game is the late one, so it might have something to do with that. But I haven't really barred the Amir Abdullah one for tonight, which I suppose 3 to 1 is not a great price. That's probably the only thing I've been looking at when it comes to uh, like any time touchdown scorers or the lines. Yeah, we think in 90-ish for Tyreek. I, I think he's been around that for most of his, hasn't he? Yeah, like, I don't know. I just I expect that game to be very high scoring, so I'd expect Tyreek to hit 100. And I suppose like, he hasn't even got that many touchdowns to the Dolphins this year. But as I said, I expect a lot of points. So someone has to score the touchdowns. And who's going to say Tyreek isn't going to do it? Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, he's shown this year he can. So, yeah, fingers crossed for, for you and for the Dolphins on that one. Uh, so that will close out our podcast for this week. Um, yeah, fingers crossed for an entertaining game of weekends and um, an entertaining weekend of games. And uh, let's hope that England get the win for us on Saturday night as well. I'm sure you'll be rooting for for uh, <laughs> for them on Saturday, won't you? I actually don't mind England, to be honest, when they do well in competitions. There's more of a buzz around the place. So as long as they don't yeah. win it, get to a final, it'll be better crack. Yeah, I I mean I'd be happy enough with making the final, especially facing the uh, the reigning champions tomorrow. So we uh, for on Saturday, uh, yeah, fingers crossed for both of those. Um, with that, I will say uh, bye bye for now. Bye bye.